Welcome back to I Wish I Was Dead, the podcast, <laughs> embarrassing moments, awkward stories. I'm your host as always, Neil Merritt. We got Eric behind the computer, not saying anything like usual. And we have the lovely Katie the Couch Crasher with us today. Yeah, hello. Welcome, welcome. Thank Excited you. to have you. Happy to be here. We are starting our summer series this afternoon with our top Denver comedic talent on the show talking about their awkward and weird like performance stories mm. audience members losing their shit stories and we just thought well we got katie here why don't we do a quick little episode i'm with living katie. on the couch you might as well do yeah why are you li- why are you living on my couch um <laughs> i uh moved out of my apartment because it's uh infested with mold and Ooh, that um, is not good for my health. No. And I've been having a lot of health issues for a while, and we can't figure out what's going on, and I believe one of the contributing factors is the mold. So I'm currently transitioning, figuring out where I'm going to live. So I'm just going to do a summer of couch surfing and airbnb and living in different parts of Denver and surrounding areas to figure out where I'm supposed to be. I think that's a good idea. Well, we're happy to have you. So, appreciate the, yeah. um, we got the dogs hospitality. The yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Katie, we, why don't we get to know <laughs> you a little bit? Okay. Okay. So where are you from? Uh, Omaha originally, but I've been in Denver. I've been in Colorado like 20 years. Oh, so you're pretty much a native. So I don't, I don't really know whatever category. I don't think I'll ever be a native. I think once you hit the 10 year mark, you're kind of considered. Okay. So we'll, we'll accept that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's home. I don't, I don't consider Omaha home anymore. Somewhere in middle America. Yep. Awesome. And, um, do you remember when we met, how we met? Oh yeah. How could I forget? We used to work at a Italian restaurant here in Denver Mm -hmm. and it was a pretty crazy place, especially the after hours when we go out and party. Yep. I think most restaurants are. Yeah. But that was like 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe we're still friends. I know. I mean, I've tried to get rid of you so many times. I think we tried to get rid of each other. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what, but now I'm living on your couch. I mean, it's, it's weird fate that keeps bringing us back together. It is. And then we get the comedy thing in common, Mm -hmm. which I was shocked. I can't, I still cannot believe that invite you sent me for your first show. And I was like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. We both um, love and hate, have a love-hate relationship with comedy. We do, yeah. yeah. You're, um, you're a lot further along in I, your journey. In my resistance. That. My resistance is a little less. A little know? less. Yeah. Um, and you had a set the other night that you just killed it, so I thought that was awesome. Um, and but that was a set come after months of hiding. Yeah, but so, I think that's kind of a normal thing when you get started out from a lot of people that I've talked yeah, to. Yeah, people keep telling me that's normal, but man, talk about, you know, talk about awkward is like committing to something that you want to do and then hiding from it and then stepping back out and being like, hi, I still do this. Or like, I mean, the whole thing is you get up on stage and you have a bad set. I think that's what does sure. it to everybody. And then you're like, you're mortified, you're embarrassed, it's awkward. I mean, I was bombing so hard at Mike's that like... I, 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 like, I didn't know there was different ways to bomb. 
I just thought there was only one way. But it turns out... You just didn't have your ISIS training. My what? Your ISIS training. What? Oh, wow, Katie. Slow to the gate. Like, slow. All right. Yes. It's early. It's early. It's early. Um, no, but like I was bombing where, you know, one way to bomb is like you just tell jokes that aren't funny. Another way to bomb is to tell jokes that leave the audience more depressed than they already were. And that's what I was doing. It was like I was coming from like a long day of work and my energy was low anyways and I was tired and then I was going on stage and trying to tell jokes like about depression. And you have a pretty intense job. So that's kind of yeah. where it started bleeding over, I guess, right? Well, I think it was just that I didn't have the... I'm still learning. I have so much to learn about being on stage, period. But it, it was almost like... I had to get my energy up to tell my depression jokes, but that felt like counterintuitive. Yeah. To be like, okay, Katie, pull your energy up so that you can really deliver this depression joke. Because if I didn't, then it was like I slimed the audience with my depression. This is really good. Yeah. No, and I think that I've, I've heard a couple of your older jokes. And then after seeing your set last night, like the, like the whole transformation that you've had, I mean... You really own the stage now. Mm. And I know for the longest time, actually, and to be honest with you, we've seen a couple open mic mics with you. Yeah. I've seen your show previous to this. Yeah. And I never thought it was bad. Mm -hmm. And I think you're you're a little bit harder on yourself. Sure. Which everybody is. Right. I mean, I have that situation that happened to me yesterday where I still am obsessing over it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like freaking crazy. Like, really? <laughs> like, shut the hell up. Take a Xanax. Could everyone just, like, <laughs> for a moment, have a moment of silence for Katie and Eric and listening to my neurotic ass? It's been a lot. Yeah. But, um... But no, I, I just think that it's it's cool to see that, and it's it's about time. Like it's you've gone through the trenches and the the embarrassment and the awkwardness with it, and now it's starting to like you're a natural. Like mm. you can feel the confidence through you know the way you're talking. Well, I stuff. think it's 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 definitely easier. I'm still I still have a learning curve with open mic, so like it's almost easier for me to do a, a showcase because I can prepare the material and. I've rehearsed it so many times that even if the joke doesn't land, I feel confident to go on to the next one. But open mics where I'm just like putting really rough material out there and it's so raw, I still have to kind of develop my stage legs to just not give a shit right. how the audience reacts or doesn't react or if they're not paying attention. or I still have, So there's still a long learning curve, but um, I definitely feel like... Uh, I'm getting out of my own way a bit more, which is really all I care about. Well, the one thing to keep in mind, too, especially with stand-up comedy, 99% of the population, I believe, say that the one thing that scares them more than anything in the world is being in front of a group of people all by themselves mm -hmm. trying to make them laugh. Yeah. So it's probably one of the hardest things anyone can do. A musician can hide behind their guitar. Right. And they can, they can sing and they have a rhythm to it. And with stand-up comedy, it's just you, you're naked in front of a group of it's people true. and begging them to just either laugh at you, laugh with you, just have some sort of reaction. I just want to get to the point where I really don't care what... It's not that I don't care about the audience, but that I'm not... My goal with, with comedy is more to just keep getting to a point where I'm so solid in myself that I'm not wave, like I'm not phased by what other people are doing, right. what the audience is doing, what other comics, um, 
you know, open mics are or aren't doing, where I'm just like able to express myself and walk away feeling good or bad or whatever, but just for me and not because of what's going on outside of me. Um, but I think that's like the point of life. I just want to be, I just want to be me. You just want to be you. I do. <laughs> that's all I want. I think that's the point of life. Personally. I got a lot of things that I want to do. I want to lose like 30 pounds. Mm. Um, I want to start working out again. And I say all this and then the thought of actually doing it. And as soon as I get ready mm-hmm. to do it, I'm like, well, yeah, as long that. as I'm here, we can, if you want to go on a hike later, let me know. Well, maybe instead of walks, we could go lunging. Let's do it. Let's lunch down the street. Let's can do it. I love that idea. I'm, I'm all about disrupting things right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I, my motto, I think, is break the mold. Breaking the mold. That is... Well, then you want to start doing like a on-the-street kind of thing, don't you? I want to take, the, I want to take some, some things to the street. I got some ideas about... Uh, yeah, a little ambush marketing. I did that once. I did um, a streakathon to infiltrate the Boston Marathon. What is that? Um, it's when you organize a bunch of streakers, and did so, you streak? No, I, I organized the streakers. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I took. Um, I was working for this startup television num- ugh, startup television company. Well, it was Internet Television Mania TV. Maybe some of you have heard of it because they used to be in Denver, and then they went under. Um, it, did they go under because they were doing stuff like this and I everybody think, kept getting arrested? I think arrested? so. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I'm sure it was a lot of things that contributed to it, but I, I'm sure this didn't help. But I get a call, I'm in New York and I get a call. They're like, Katie, we need you to be in Boston tomorrow and we need you to get 50 streakers to um, infiltrate the Boston Marathon. And this was before the bombing, um, the Boston Marathon bombing. And so I'm like, okay, so my colleague and I, was two of us, leave, drive to Boston, and we have less than 24 hours to get 50 people to commit to coming the next day to streak. And I was good at it. I mean, I, I could get... I you could, really got 50 people got to do that? I got 50 people. How did you do that? I got kicked out of almost every campus doing it too, because we're showing up in Harvard, like illegally recruiting people. And, you know, all, every college campus... And we offered them free booze to do it, which is totally illegal. <laughs> now, looking back, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> and um, so they, they meet us at the van the next day. The, the company flies in a production crew. And um, basically, we take all their clothes. They kept their underwear on, which was good. Oh, so they didn't go fully naked. No, which would have been totally illegal. But they had sandwich okay. boards that said Mania TV, took all their clothes, and then got them drunk and led them down the parade route. And I led them, and then we get to the parade route, or not the parade, the marathon route, and um, we get them down uh, to the marathon route, and obviously there's cops everywhere. So I'm like yelling, retreat, retreat, go. And they were, this one guy was really drunk and he jumped over the police barricades and got tackled on the, the route and got arrested. Oh, what an idiot. Or maybe not. I don't know. Did he get any news time? Uh, well, the, it was on the front page of the Boston Globe. Oh, shoot, They were really? worried if streakers could get on the route, what about terrorists? Oh. And that was. How many years ago was this? That was 2012. 
And so... Or no, 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 wait. No, like 2005. Sorry. 2005. That was before we even... I'm just saying all these fucking names. I know, and I'm not liking it. We can, we can edit it out. I don't. I really don't know how we much... We can beep it. <laughs> like, um, I'll, I'll, I'll say it, and then it'll go, Katie, beep! Um... <laughs> Yeah, oh, it was before. I was like 23. I, I mean, it was one of my first jobs out of college. Um, but my, um, yeah, my dad, who's an attorney, was like, get the fuck out of Boston. Yeah. So, I don't know if that counts as an awkward story. It, yeah, I, I would say that that fits right along our MO. Um, I think that that, I didn't, I never knew that about you. Yeah. And it was fun. I mean, I, I would do something like that again. I, I mean, M- minus getting people drunk so that they can't make solid choices. Well, <laughs> the only thing about it is, <laughs> just... if you're allowed to keep on your underwear, we have the um, the undie trot here in Denver every year in the middle of winter, where everyone just goes down to their skivvies and they run a 5K. Yeah, so... but I, that's not really disrupting anything. I liked the disruption element of like. I just want to disrupt shit. I don't know what's happening. Like, there's this thing <laughs> happening inside of me where I really just want to start... Um, well, have you thought about maybe going into some kind of political organization? No. Because sometimes they do that. I don't want... No. I don't want anything to do with politics. It's like more more social norms. Like, I just, I just have this. And I've always been this way, but it's getting stronger. What is a social norm that you see that's going on right now that you think that you just like people like on their phones? Like I was at a concert and everybody's on their phone, and it took everything for me. I said to my friend, "You know what I want to do? I just want to go smack everybody's phone out of their hands." (laughs) And she was like, "Katie, don't do that." I was like, "Seriously? It would be so because we were standing on a balcony, and I'm like, I could see it. I could just smack it all the time (laughs) fly over the balcony." Um, I just had this desire to be like, "Wake up, people!" Wake up! I think you should do that. The I know that's what I'm. If the phone gets damaged, then you'd be. I mean, that's wild. the thing is, it's it's that fine line of how do you disrupt without getting arrested? Because I'm I've never been arrested, and I'm not trying to get arrested. Not going. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. But it's more I want. I'm I'm in a place of creatively figuring out how to take the work that I do professionally, um, and uh, affect more people to to create more change. Um, and also just have more fun with it. Like, right. I think you can, um, when you change people's day to day, like when they, when people, like I recently led this parade, which was fun, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the video of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we were walking around the street corner and there's this guy on a um, pedestal preaching about all the sinners and like kill the guys. sinners. Yeah, yeah. Like one of those guys. Them. And here I come, dressed up in this ridiculous costume with like 40 people behind me, dressed up as random dream characters, and um, he couldn't say anything. Like, he was like dumbfounded, like, because it wasn't Halloween, it was just like a random Saturday night, (laughs) and he's yelling at all these people, and they're yelling back at him, and then all of a sudden, like this, you know, promenade of random dream characters, and he was out of words. And it was yeah. like the absurdity disrupted his anger. And he he couldn't recover from that. It's like, I think what he, the fuck? Yeah, he had to call it a day. He would have had to go home and just call it a day. Like, how do you get back to anger after that? And so I like this idea of 
finding creative ways to disrupt the st people's day-to-day -day life so that they can't just return back to normal. Even if it's just for the rest of the afternoon. Um, so I need to get some costume in place. I gotta get some, I gotta get a lot of things lined up. I think though, from what you said, you do want a video camera to go around so you can start posting this, right? Well, sure, I'm gonna hire a videographer, somebody who's creative and can f do the film part of it. Because um, I think that would be a great idea for a show. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know? And people have done variations of that, you know? So it'll just be um, me getting clear on exactly what um, I'm, I'm, I want. And I have a lot of ideas. It's just putting it um, all together. So, uh, but it's weirdly in my background. Like, I've already been doing this. It's kind of like, I qualify. Do you put it on your resume? I could. <laughs> Disruption expert? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, have you ever heard of the term multi-potentialite? No. So it's this, there's this TED talk by this, I can't remember her name, but she coined the phrase multi-potentialite. And it's basically this term that, that, that now there's more and more people who are utilizing so many different uh, skills and bringing them together like a brain surgeon who's also a, like a, a violinist is creating a new business that somehow merges both of those skills. Oh, wow. And she talks about how like the next sort of generations of, of work um, and, and entrepreneurship is going to be from people who bring very oppositional skills together. And that we don't, nobody's staying in a job for like 50 years anymore, right? Like people. It's usually like three years, I think is the average now. And that, that used to be frowned upon, but I think it's actually, if you can learn to harness your different, if I can bring, you know, streakathon and pair it with like mental health activism, like who knows the possibilities Actually, that. no, that's. <laughs> I gotta be careful. Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe streakathon is not the right, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I well, you got the bring... sandwich boards though, and you could write like some saying about like you know more mental health facilities or. But something I have like these weird background um, skills that I think could all go together. Or like out of prison in a hospital because we have a lot of mental people with mental health issues that are in prison now, and they're not getting any help. They're not being reformed, and they're stuck there. With all these other crazy ass people, where if they had a little bit of help, you think that they could. I'm not. I don't think I'll take somebody right out of prison and put them in a sandwich board. And well, that, I mean, that would disrupt. That would disrupt. But <laughs> I don't know. Give them a gun. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Have them shoot blanks. No. Yeah, so it's not, not real exactly. bullets. I'm not promoting real bullets. No. Quick draw, McGraw, Yosemite Sam. That's like the little character they could have on their sandwich board. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. Here. I see that. That's good. <laughs> so we were talking last night about that awkward story from when you were a kid. And oh yeah. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, I was just sharing that I'm 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 date I'm I'm getting ready to be ready to date. I yeah. think that's getting ready to be ready. Getting to, ready to be ready to start dating, or I want to want to date. Um, I, I'm waiting. Where is he? You know, I'll be ready for. Well, we did those tarot card readings last night about about your dating. He's life. just gonna show up. Right, but they made it sound like this business, and we're like, well, how, yeah. how the hell are we supposed to organize this business? <laughs> that was a little off. I'm like, oh. do we make cards of Katie in like a bikini and just start handing them out to dudes on the oh, street? God. <laughs> 
Start pimping my, deposit, pimping you, myself yeah. out for days. If you last a week, then you get your money back. <laughs> oh, God. No, but I've always been really awkward um, around guys that I like. And, like, once I, I mean, I once named my bird after my sister's boyfriend because I had a crush on him. How old were you? I think I was 10. <laughs> he would come over to the house and He's be like, like What's that bird's name? Did you name your bird after me? And I was like, No. Jonathan Stansberry is Hawaiian. <laughs> Jonathan. I mean, see the last name too. That's awesome. Uh, no, that wasn't his real name, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. I was just awkward, and um, or like when I am around guys, I get, I can't talk. If I if I'm attracted to you, I can't talk, and I'll just like like I once had this guy ask me how I was doing. I like ran into him randomly and he's like, oh, hey, Katie, how are you doing? And I just gave him a double thumbs up and walked away. <laughs> Never called me. Bingo, punk. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Catch you later. <laughs> I don't know what happens. It's like my nervous system gets so out of whack when I am either attracted to somebody or interested in somebody. And I, I, I was the same way. I was so the worst skater in the world. And um, even with this one right here, I think we hung out for like... This guy? This guy right this guy, here. Eric? We were like um, hanging out and I just kept saying, well, you're a good look... Because I was getting ready to move to Atlanta and I kept telling him, well, you're a good looking guy. You'll find somebody and da, da, da. And he's like, I just drove all the way to fucking Grand Lake <laughs> for a four day weekend with you and your parents and you are still acting like a weirdo. <laughs> Are you going to make a move or what? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, um... And then, or, have you ever done the, where you're mean to them for no reason? And you're just trying to be, like, kind of a ship? And it's like, oh, I'm just kidding. And you're like, why can't I stop doing this? Yeah, I think... I think you just have to be a sociopath if you can talk to people you're attracted to with no problem. There's something wrong with you. Because I feel like most people that find other people attractive... The last date I went on was with a married man, and I didn't know he was married. Oh, shit. And I asked him out. He was my Uber driver. Because I'm like, I'm going to be bold. You know, I'm going to start making the first move. Be real. <laughs> be real. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I had this, this Uber driver, and I I had had him twice as my Uber driver. Okay. And I thought, you know, that's... There's something there. Yeah, but I know, like, when stuff like that happens, where I have something, like, I've run into somebody multiple times, like, there's usually something or a reason, but it doesn't mean it's, like, because I'm supposed to date them, but usually there's some reason that that happens. But, yeah, I had him second time, and I I asked for his number, and he was, like, because he was into, like, poetry and stuff like me. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, great, we could, like... And so I go on a, I thought it was a date. He calls me three days later, calls me and says, you know, Katie, this is so-and-so and from the Uber driver. And I really enjoyed talking with you. Can't wait to get together. Let me know when you're free. We got, to, I texted him back. We got together that following Sunday. Sounds like a date structure, right? Yeah. And then I meet him for coffee. And the first thing he says is, oh, uh, he mentions his wife right away. So I'm like, okay, I misread this situation we still end up talking for like an hour and a half great conversation and the whole time i'm like this sucks like he's more attractive than i remember 
We're having great conversation. And he's unavailable, there. which adds to the attraction, about, I think, I don't, I don't know if it did for me or not. I'm not really, like, trying to chase people that are unavailable. But the weird part was after the um, end at the end of the coffee, I was, I was like, okay, you know, this is great. See you later. He's like, well, hey, do you want to get together and share poetry with each other? And I was like, um... Define poetry. <laughs> I, I, I just... I said yes because I was being awkward, but then I followed up later and said I couldn't because I was attracted to him and he's married, and that's what I said. I'm like, I'm attracted to you and you're married. I'm not gonna. You should have wrote a poem about how you're like, you really like this guy, but he's married and there's nothing you can do, and then read it to him. Unrequited love. <laughs> Is that a word, requited? Unrequited? Is that, is that not a word? I don't know. <laughs> You're the one with the big vocabulary no, here. I think unrequited. Is it, now it sounds weird. Unrequited. It's that's, a word? Yeah, that's oh, okay. like when you love somebody, but they don't love you back. Okay. It's very like, you know, Shakespearean poetry. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, my heart bleeds for you, but you don't even know that I'm alive. That was like the story of my life as a kid. My first journal entry was, a, I was I six years old was about Joey and how I thought he was a fox, but that he liked Megan. <laughs> Six years old, I have all my journals for my whole life, and the first one was... I am learning so much about all these words and stuff today. I'm very impressed. <laughs> Unrequited? Yeah. Unrequited. I think... Um, what? So, um, you said that you had an Uber situation? Oh, yeah, besides the date that... So just a little background of what's going on in Denver locally for people that don't live here. It was about a year ago, wasn't it? There was an Uber driver that shot a passenger and threw his body like onto the freeway. And it was like a big deal. And it Wait, actually, Are you sure that, or was the story that the passenger shot the Uber driver? No, the passenger was really drunk. Because I watched the news on it and the passenger was really drunk. Uber, whoever shot, like shot the other one like six times. Yeah, like, well the Uber like... driver said that the guy was trying to hurt him but the you're not allowed to have a if you're if you drive for uber you're not allowed to have a weapon in the vehicle it's in there i know that they do though because many uber drivers have told me straight up i take uber all the time and then they do i have had some mention to me i've had a couple of uber drivers like when i have to go to the airport at like three in the morning and the guy picks me up and it is shady and it's weird and it makes me a little nervous mm -hmm. but i'm also a six foot like kind of bigger dude and if i mind my business they usually mind theirs mm -hmm. I think for, like, and not to be sexist, but I think for women and that sort of thing, it's got to be a, even more difficult sure. or scary because you yeah. are in a stranger's car. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. So what happened to you? I just was in a, um, this Uber driver picked me up, and I should have known, like, from the minute, I can feel people's energy very well. Mm -hmm. And I could tell the minute I got in the car, this guy is, this isn't good. And I probably, now looking back, I would have just said, let's stop and I'd get out of the car, but I didn't listen to myself because I wasn't going that far. I was like, it'll be fine. He was just edgy. And he got into a road rage altercation with another vehicle oh my God. while I'm in the car. Because I don't even know exactly how it started, but next thing I know, my driver is swerving to try to get the other guy off the road. And then the other guy's swerving back to try to get my car off the road. They're doing this going west on Colfax. They're, they're both cars are going like 65 down Colfax on that stretch between like, um, you know, Broadway and federal. And I thought I was going to die. I thought one of them was going to pull out a gun 
Oh, quite honestly. Because they were screaming at each other. They were screaming like, you know, pull over, I'm going to kick your ass. And my driver's like, oh yeah, fuck you, I'm going to kick your ass. And they're like <laughs> swerving back and forth. And I'm in the back of the car like there's nothing I can do. Yeah. I I can't jump out of the car. We're going like 60. Yeah. I can't confront my driver because he's hostile. And if he ha- has a gun, like, I don't know what he's going to do to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was... I never have, 99% of the time when I take Uber, it's fine and even pleasant. This was, I, this is the only guy I've ever reported. It's Um, not only, it's not only scary, but it's awkward too, because you are so not involved with this situation and these guys are just like going nuts. Well, what was awkward, that part was scary. The awkward part came afterwards because he was like, I can't believe that guy. I can't believe, can you believe, and he was taking no responsibility, and I didn't feel like I could confront him, because I didn't feel safe to confront this guy, because my life is literally in his hands. Oh my god. So it was, what was awkward was to be sitting in the back of the car after this incident, and just be like, I just have to sit here and be quiet, um, because I don't trust that I can confront him, because who knows what he's capable of, and... He well, was, you just saw what he's capable well, of. Well, yeah. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> you, don't want, you don't want to push him over the edge. No. And especially since you, you're saying you're taking on these Uber and they're telling you that they have weapons and stuff with them, which I, I've had I do few, understand that. I've seen like videos. Like the female drivers but, will tell me they carry mace and things like that. And I have had like probably two. Real quick with that though. I heard there's a better thing for them to do because if they spray mace in that yeah. car, it affects them. Um, there was a, a lady that, um, and I heard it somewhere. I think it was from some, it was either another podcast or I heard it somewhere else. There was a lady that was a Lyft driver and she carries a big thing of air freshener because if you spray it right in someone's face in their eyes, it burns your eyes and it can cause blindness. And so what it is, it just blinds the other person, but makes the whole car smell like air freshener. So she carries like air freshener uh, wow. spray cans with her. Wow. So that's just a tip right there, girls, if, if that's the case and you're in an enclosed area. Use use air freshener. Yeah. No, I... New car scent. Yeah, I think maybe a taser? No, because then they could take it and tase you. Yeah. Tasers are pretty bad. And, like, you, yeah, you got to be kind of trained. And mace on the street is fine, but mace in an enclosed place, you're going to get hit too. Yeah, that makes sense. So then you're both incapacitated. Yeah. But... I don't know. I don't know if the air freshener is legit or not. I just re- remember hearing someone telling girls to use that if they're if they're in an huh. enclosed area. Can we test it out on you? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See. I want to make sure this your works. disruptive <laughs> shit can go on outside. <laughs> um, Wouldn't be the first time that I. Well, how are we doing on time? And we're at thirty right now. Oh, mm-hmm. perfect. Well, we can wrap this up. Um, and we got to go in and, and fix those little things, <laughs> little slips. Yeah. Um, um, beforehand, I just... What about an awkward text on your birthday? Can I show that real quick? Yeah, that one's good. So it's my birthday today, and uh, I got a text. Happy birthday. Thank Happy birthday. you. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> <It's really> <laughs> <laughs> Can't sing the song. Can't sing the song. Oh, because uh, it's trademark? Oh, my gosh. Is it? Yeah, we Are can't you sing. sure? Yeah, because that's why you have to pay for it to sing it on TV shows. <laughs> Are you sure about yes. that? Can you I imagine being was, that asshole? <laughs> I thought there was some songs that like... Are public domain. Yeah, like birthday. Twinkle Twinkle Little Star is public domain. Happy birthday is not. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know this really, but I got this birthday text from somebody I don't know. 
So, Katie, happy birthday. Um, time is a son of a bitch. You are missed. Ignore the bastard. <laughs> and then you were like, who this? Uh, and yeah, then nothing. Like, Thank you for the birthday text. Who is this? <laughs> nothing. Obviously, he knows you if he knows your birthday. I think we're assuming it's a he, huh? Oh, yeah. It could be a chick. I think it's a he. Yeah. But I, maybe it's a secret admirer? What if you just called him? God, do I want to know, though? Do you I want really want to know? I mean, it could be two things. It could be somebody like one of your good friends from long ago, and then you have to talk to him and be like, oh my God, this is great. Or it could be some fucking creeper you dated twice. Yeah. And like he's been like That's what masturbating I'm to about. your picture in his closet for two years. Okay. I hope it's the second one. Call him. <laughs> Wait, should we call him right now? <laughs> yeah, let's call him on okay. eye. Let's see what, who it is. <laughs> okay, hold on. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I hope it's not this one guy. This is great. <laughs> Awkward. And if, the, if we get to his, his voicemail with his name, we'll just be able to play his name. Oh, no, the mystery. Oh, I thought they said the name, but. No, they didn't. No. Well, the mystery continues. Oh, okay. That, that could have been funny. It could have been good. Could have well, been good. Shots fired, shots missed. All right. Well, thanks for thanks, being on man. here. Yeah. Sorry for my slip-ups. I'm, I'm really good at this. Right? We'll talk about the editing. <laughs> we'll talk about the editing. All right. All right. Well, thanks, Katie. And um, yeah. Uh, also, if you like the show, make sure we're loading up to iTunes today. So please like, comment, listen, share with your friends on Facebook. Uh, I wish I was dead on our Facebook page. Email your awkward stories to us at I wish I was dead. That's D E D podcast at gmail.com. And always, um, if you are having mental health issues or if you are having suicidal thoughts, please call 1 800 273 TALK. That's 8255. 1 800 273 8255. That's the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. We are not about that on this podcast. We are about awkward stories, embarrassing events, cringeworthy moments. But if you are feeling like that, please give that number a call. And thank you to all our listeners. And thank you again, Katie, for being on here. Thanks so much, Neil. Katie, and Eric. the couch crusher. All right. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Bye.